Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello. Welcome to the Libro Cuba. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the lackadaisical Libro Today, my friends, and I say my friends because I love you. Yep. I do, is Fry Internet Day, combining a Friday and a f- internet. What the fuck? Yes, it's a good idea, I admit it, okay? I'm not gonna have any false modesty on this one. It's a goddamn genius idea. Yep, 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 yep. <sighs> that was the, uh, Adam Carolla-style self-satisfied sniff there, the... Yep, 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 yep. I throw the yep, yeps at the end of it, though. That's my own little little twist on it. Anyways, I should get into this episode by saying that I like, at the top of every show, to give a spoiler warning. However, on internet days, I do not give spoiler warnings. I know, I know, you're very disappointed. However... I also always say that I don't give spoiler warnings, which in itself is a sort of spoiler warning when you think about it. Come on. It is, basically. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. <laughs> no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes. Or hell, Stitcher, actually, as well. Or instead of. Uh, yeah, greatly appreciate it. And all that stuff. For those who have done so, for those who are, 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 are thinking of doing so, just do it, as the good people over at Nike would tell you. I do have a spotty record as far as remembering on Fry Internet Days to say that there's an app for this, meaning this podcast, available for free for your listening pleasure, question mark, and convenience exclamation point within the Google Play Android Store place thing. So, uh, you know, check that out, why don't you? If, like me, you are on an iDevice and listening through that, what you can do is add the mobile version of the Podbean website to your homepage, which is very app-like in both its form and function. So, yay, basically. Okay, so, all that preamble said will, of course, take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, I had to turn up my defroster because I cannot see out my window. Okay, there it goes. Hopefully that does not interfere with the audio portion of this program, which is, let's face it, the only portion, as it's audio only. Oh, boy. Okay, that's better. I can see now. I can see clearly now the haze has gone. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, today's sponsor. Huh? Today's sponsor is the Tommy Chong's Bubble 
laser and strobe light machine. Once again, today's sponsor is Tommy Chong's Bubble Laser and Strobe Light Machine. Thank you to that thing for sponsoring this thing. Uh, today I basically have three items. The last two of the items are intertwined with one another in that they are both variations of getting dug with high, one being the live filmed in front of a studio studio, theater, audience, one being uh, the, let's just call it the usual, films in the spacement, which combines a basement with space. The spacement, yes. Doug's word, not mine, but genius. However, the item I am going to start with is uh, a little bittersweet, and that is what I do believe, but am not... 100% sure is the last episode of Jake and Amir. Yes. End of an era. Like, as far as things on the internet that have been around for a long time that I have watched and laughed and loved for a long, long time, many years, and this is internet years, so they're even longer. I don't know what that means. Anyways, this is a, is a thing that is, I think, over. I think over because I do believe, and perhaps would have been wise of me to do a little research, but uh, I think Jake and Amir are moving on over to television. I think they have their own show, television show. If that is the case, uh, I'll definitely bring that back on some TV Tuesdays. That is a Liberal Cube guarantee. I don't know how well their hijinks will transfer over to television. I, I think taking a weekly, you know, one, two, three, four-minute clips and then transferring that over to the television is uh, a dicey proposition. But if anyone can pull it off, it's, uh, it's these two. Jake Hurwitz and Amir Blumenfeld. Uh, this is one of the very, very rare and very rare cases where I have not even had to write down their names and I remember both their first and last, which, if you follow along with this podcast... That is an infrequent thing that happens that I remember people's names. So, I'm just going to say, that's a compliment. <laughs> These guys just oozing, oozy, 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 oozing comedy. And over the years have just given me so, so very many laughs. So, will be incredibly missed. The reason why I'm not 100% sure is because that uh, thought of a TV show was just a whisper. Also... Uh, this episode hinted at the fact that it's not over. Now, let me give you a little uh, taste of what the story is. Jake and Amir, two friends, uh, <laughs> friends is a strong word, working in the college humor office. That is what these videos are based around. Kind of seinfeld s in that they're playing themselves, comedically exaggeration, dated versions of themselves, but themselves nonetheless. And uh, they get up to various hijinks. Most everyone in the office hates Amir. And in the last, I think it was seven episodes, it's all been sort of set up that he has finally been, not fired, but transferred from the New York office to the LA office. All right. So the last seven episodes involved that, as well as the as a road trip cross country. 
where Jake felt bad for the fact that the uh, they transferred Amir, despite the fact that he kind of hates him as well, with an underlying love, bit of a bromance, bit of a, no, no, when I say bit of bromance, no, a bromance, a comedic bromance at its finest. In fact, I'm going to say that sentence and mean it. So they drove across country, meaning the United States, I should perhaps specify, and uh, high jinks along the way, of course, maybe some low jinks even, mm, sadness. And uh, this episode ended, and this is where I'm not 100% sure if it's the last one or if they're using this to move into a TV show, ended with uh, Jake was about to sort of drive away and then last minute makes the decision to stay in L.A. with Amir and they're going to live probably not happily ever after because, again, there's that underlying sort of hate <laughs> with an overlying of love with another layer of hate, then love, then hate, then love then confusion, and then hate, then love. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Hmm. <laughs> they did manage to get in like a sad goodbye where uh, Amir gave Jake his bag of odds and ends, spelt with Zs, O-D-Z and E-N-D-Z, odds and ends. It was all sort of things, items, paraphernalias from... Uh, previous episodes going back all the years that the show has been on the air. They, they did a little, little, was it black and white or am I imagining that? I think it's funny if I'm imagining that they showed the clips in black and white. Uh, I think I might be. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, clips from old episodes dating back to the, to the early aughts, I, I guess it was, was it? God, I think it might've been. Or mid aughts. You've got uh, some glasses they do this thing. They don't do it every time. Just enough to remain funny where they'll sort of pan back and forth away from Amir. And then every time he, every time they, they shoot back to him, he'll have a different pair of glasses on. That's kind of one of the old standbys that I very much enjoy. It gets me every time because they don't overuse it. There's a, there was a VHS. Was it a VHS? I think it was. Or a tape, cassette tape. I forget what it was, of Ace and Jocelyn, which is Amir's made-up sci-fi team. Ace and Jocelyn in space, good stuff. Chicken nuggets, basically all Amir eats is chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's the Rolex that Amir bought Jake. <laughs> oh, boy. So as I say, uh, Amir gets to his new office in L.A., and everyone's really mean to him, because I guess they heard stories that he is a crazy, mean person. Crazy dick, basically. Sure. Jake sees this and stands up for him a little bit. And then, after opening this odds and ends bag, decides that he's going to stay as well. And then they start their new life together, presumably, in L.A. Uh, not before Amir, of course, ruins it by saying, you know what, you're a real pussy for moving to. <laughs> Calls him a pussy for staying with him. Oh, boy. If you have never seen Jake and Amir... I both pity and envy you. Pity, because they are friggin' awesome and you're missing out on a shit ton of laughs. Envy, because you can go to their website and go to the archives and you're gonna have, despite the fact that they're already, they're sorry, only, you know, some minutes long, you're gonna have like hours and hours and hours of entertainment. So you are living in a land of plenty. Plenty of pot? Huh? Segway? That's my segue into my next item, getting high with Doug. 
Yeah. Uh, brought back a, a whole bunch of episodes when this show first started. I think like five of them. And then have backed off a little bit. I've watched every one, but haven't brought any back. But something happened. A guest appeared that meant I had no choice but to bring it back. That guest was Kyle Kinane. No, and Tommy Chong. And Tommy Chong. Yeah. If you are going to have a internet-based show where you go on the internet and record yourself smoking pot with people usually of the funny variety and just having some shits and giggles. Tommy Chong, I do believe, is probably going to be your number one requested guest. Maybe Cheech as well. Well, Cheech is not so much a pot smoker. Maybe a little bit, and probably definitely back in the day, but not as much anymore. Which, uh, they never really got too, too much into the whole Cheech and Chong, Chong thing. Uh, spoke briefly of it. One thing I like of their talk of Cheech and Chong is that uh, apparently they're back at it. Uh, Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong are back out on the road. I don't know exactly what they do. I guess they go up on stage and get into their Cheech and Chong personas and do a show of some sort. That is my assumption. It sounds like uh, Tommy Chong has benefited greatly from the legalization in Colorado and has been out there sort of making money due to that fact, which I find amusing. Just like Doug is making money from smoking pot on the internet. He's got a show where he talks about movies, Doug loves movies. That's that's where I first got my exposure to Doug Benson. Uh, a show called Dining with Doug and Karen, in which uh, Cook will come and prepare a fancy meal for him. And now this show where he smokes weed. So he just jokes that he takes the thing... He takes all of his favorite things in the world that he loves to do, which is movies, eating, and smoking pot, and then turns them into podcasts, which is pretty goddamn genius. You know what? That is reflected well in my podcast philosophy. That is sort of do a podcast for the reason that 51 to 99% of the reason you're doing it is because you want to do it. The reason I don't say 100%, because if you're doing it 100% for the reason you want to do it, why bother even recording or putting it out? Just talk to yourself. And then the remaining reason, the 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 49% can be because you want it to grow and turn into a thing and, I don't know, make money from it or what have you, things of that nature. Okay? So that philosophy, being mine, fits well into his philosophy of turning his loves into podcasts. And I like that fact. So, uh, Tommy being there was a little bit getting his plug on something called uh, canasaver.com that he is apparently working with, which is a company, get this, that is like a Groupon or Wagjag, however, all of their coupons, all of their coupons are... So i got to turn up the defrost again, because I can't see again. And not being able to see while driving is problematic. Anyways, uh, all of the coupons on this canasaver.com are pot-related, so either literally for pot or pot paraphernalia. And he was uh, plugging away at these. He had a shirt on that said it, kept bringing it up in conversation. Uh, he was doing it... Uh, the, the only reason I didn't mind the freakish amount of plugging of this is that he did it in a comedic fashion. <laughs> there was a part where he showed his, uh, what I would call a deformed thumb, but he calls it a uh, evolved thumb. 
His thumb sort of almost perfectly wraps around a lighter, as if it's in a constant state of holding a lighter lit so that he can smoke bongs. <laughs> uh, I wish he hadn't let us know that it's actually just because of playing guitar has done that to his thumb and it's not actually smoking so many bongs that it's evolved his thumb to be able to hold lighters more effectively. <laughs> but that thought is freaking hilarious. He says uh, he can't do that Cheech and Chong show I mentioned anymore while high, which uh, is kind of surprising. But uh, maybe he's got a little bit of the old worth work ethic now, which is kind of surprising. Because this is Getting High with Doug, they uh, do a little segment called High History, in which they talk about their first time getting high. Uh, apparently, Tommy was 18, and not only was it his first time getting high, it was his first time in a jazz club. So went to a jazz club and got high, and then sort of experienced the jazz. <laughs> which I guess is a way to do it. He spoke of how he's in his 70s and uh, is still, like, super fit and healthy, and he says he owes it all to smoking pot. I like that. I like that idea. If you take a 70-year-old pot smoker and a 70-year-old alcoholic, you're going to tell which one looks worse from a health standpoint, I am sure. He says he smoked pot or used to smoke pot with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He says there, there's actually bodybuilding bodybuilders out there that he knows that will get high and then work out. Doug is like, that's ridiculous because as soon as I get high the only thing I want to do is sit there and veg out, which makes sense. But Tommy came back with something that equally humorously made sense and that is, yeah, you get high and then you forget time. <laughs> you forget time. And then you're working out for an hour but you don't know it because you think only ten minutes has passed. So, yeah, that, that's got a, got a sense to it as well. Probably, I don't know about most, but a large majority of this talk was how Tommy Chong, when he was in prison, if you are unfamiliar, he was in prison, uh, was shared a cell with, uh, I didn't write down his name, shared a cell with the guy who is the behind the story of Wolf, the Wolf of, of Wall Street. So uh, the guy who Leonardo DiCaprio was playing, in that movie that I really, really want to see, uh, shared a cell, a prison cell, with Tommy Chong. Hmm. That, folks, I think is a good spot to end this. Yay! I will be back after eight hours, though, for more talk of getting Doug with High live. How about that? I will say, though, as I do, love your dairies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back. 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 We are back. Back in action. Hello again. Well, well, etc. That was a day in which work was done. Now, for a little behind the scenes action, which is interesting for me and probably nobody else, which uh, possibly all my behind the scenes action is, but what the fuck? No one's ever told me not to do it, and even if they did, I'd say, you know, okay, I will take that under consideration, is what I would say. The behind-the-scenes action is I am headed home to an empty house. No, the missus has not left me. That is probably the most obvious assumption, 
but it is a false assumption in this case. She is on a cruise with her mother. Yes. So, uh, starting tonight and all weekend, coming back midweek, I will be on my own, reliving my bachelor days, minus the uh, presumably internet dating. Probably, probably won't get up to that. Uh, I laugh. I laugh because the missus's punishment for not listening to this podcast is the fact that I could say something like that with zero repercussions. <laughs> Take that, the missus. No, uh, to be 100% honest with you, I, it sucks, and I'm going to miss her greatly. And sure, there's that little house to myself, this is fun vibe. But uh, I'm sure that will quickly disappear, and I miss her. So, you know, there's that. That's the behind-the-scenes action. The in-front-of-the-scenes action involves getting high with Doug's second live show at the, oh, uh, I forget what the name of the theater is. But it's interesting, and probably not alone, in that it has a rule that they can't smoke, like, bongs or joints for the reason that you can't really have an open flame in a theater. Fire rules and regs and what have you. So, they have to break out the vaporizers. Specifically, I do believe, the volcano. Although, you never actually see. And the fact that you never actually see is kind of funny, because what happens is, some dude, <laughs> just some dude, and they made fun of this dude a little bit, <laughs> like how he got fired from his job of, bringing Doug Benson and people weed on stage because he took too long. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah, uh, if you are unfamiliar with the Volcano vaporizer device, basically it will pump out pot vapor into a bag, and then this bag can be pulled off of, as you would, anything that you are inhaling in order to get high. That sort of idea. These bags are big, too. I think maybe he's got, like, special ones. It's the size of... Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is the side of. Oh, you know what? How about, I think I've seen bags of popcorn that are really big and, like, tall. It's got to be, like, two and a half, three feet tall, this bag, and about the same around as one of those popcorn bags that I may be misremembering. And they went through a lot of those. It wasn't just once and then they're done. No, they just kept coming out and out and out. Uh, I think they did more this time than they did last time here, and it was pretty impressive the just sheer amount of pot intake that happened here. Wow. Okay, I suppose I should say, if you are somehow unfamiliar with the phenom that is getting high with Doug, it involves Doug Benson, the titular, <laughs> titular, the titular Doug, um, getting high with people, and then talking, and being comedic. And that is it. I suppose just explaining it like that, even likely, maybe, uh, doesn't do it justice. But I will verify for you here, listening to this, that it's goddamn hilarious. Hilarity ensues, you would, you might say. In fact, I do say. Which is uh, kind of often what the uh, Libro Cube is all about. And even go so far as to say specifically from Internet Days. It's me... Uh, experiencing funny, interesting, perhaps even educational things, and then bringing them back here to talk about with the desire, probably first and foremost, to get it out of my brain, which is what this podcast really is for me, just pouring 
forth the effluvia of my brain matter that sort of builds up. And for that alone, it's like a goddamn pressure release, and I love it. But the other reason being, I hope you experience these things for yourself. Yeah, that as well. That as well. Otherwise, why would I record it? Why wouldn't I just say the words out loud? Yeah, there you go. So, when Doug takes the show live on stage, he'll have many guests, whereas when it's taped in the spacement, which is the space basement, it's usually just one, maybe two guests. So here he had uh, comedians Jeff Tate and Jacob Siroff. Uh, those two I, uh, I was actually unfamiliar with, but I can verify that they were both funny, which, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a compliment as a comedian. You probably want to have that you are funny. So <laughs> there you go. Ricky Lindholm, who is half of the singing comedy duo, let's call them, Garfunkel and Oates, who I already knew was funny. She has evidenced her funniness to me in many forms, both with Garfunkel and Oates and on her own on various podcasts. Uh, most recently, you know what, I was going to say, uh, I don't think most recently I saw her in a podcast. I think most recently I saw her on a, on a, in a movie. What the hell was that movie called? I brought it back on a movie Monday. She was naked in it, which, uh, I, I did not mind at all. Let me tell you, I suppose I just did. So apologies for not waiting for your, uh, okay to proceed with the letting me of telling you that I didn't mind seeing her naked in the movie titled, uh, I can't remember. Kumail Nanjiani was in it, I remember, had a little part. What was that called? Ugh, it's gonna bug me now. Anyways, if I do remember what it's called, maybe I will place the name of the movie right here. Hell Baby. Oh my god, what an idiot. Uh, I didn't remember, I had to look it up. But, uh, you know, this is a hot internet day, so looking things up on the internet is allowed back to the episode. Then again, maybe I won't. Uh, Matt Besser and Greg Proops, they sort of like uh, like comedic titans, I would say. Been in the biz for longer than, say, Jeff and Jacob. Know their way around a joke, if you will. <laughs> I think it was good to put them sitting next to one another, because uh, it was almost as if they started to feed off one another, especially when it came to as Greg Proops would say, uh, bad improv, which he gave several examples of. <laughs> the fact that he was aware it was bad is what made it funny. I think because my notes are basically non-existent, other than the names of the people who appeared, and my desire that you experience it for yourself, those two things combined, it was just one or just the other, maybe I wouldn't end this podcast right now, and I would talk about it more, but, uh, you know, that is the case, so we're gonna wrap her up. Wrap her up. Yeah, we are. Folks, uh, that was an episode. The Fried Internet Day episode. Since I have not, uh, begged, pleaded, or cajoled in a long, long while, why don't I throw this out, and that is audience participation time. Yeah, it's been a while, so... If you are unfamiliar with audience participation time, it's where I say, if you, listening to this, would like to talk to me, you can tweet at me. I am Jordan 
uh, underscore Maywood, or perhaps even email me to the address provided in the closing credits. If you do not want to wait for the entirety of the credits to hear my email address, I'm going to give it to you right friggin' now, because that will sort of exemplify the desire with which I want to hear from you listening to this right now about any and everything. Could be about this podcast, could be about anything. If you have a question, I will answer it. Could be you have an essay due in class and you haven't even started it. I will, goddamn, if you email me, write your essay for you. Oh, how about that? This is the Jordan volunteers to write your school essay. I'm good at essays. The first, and just so you know, I'm serious. Because I could just say, anyone who says, write me an essay, I will do it. Then you know I'm not serious, because I'm not going to write, you know, say a hundred people do it. I'm not going to write a hundred friggin' essays. I will, however, write, let's just go with sort of the standard baseball, three. The first three people to ask me to write essays, I will do so. Alright? If you email me to the address provided in the closing credits, or the one that I'm about to say, you get an essay for your school. Or, hell, for shits and giggles. Just give me a topic. Give me uh, how many words it has to be. Although that, I might cheat at if it's too many words. Just be aware of that. You can add some of your own words. And uh, there we go. It's a kind of contest-like. Audience participation contest. Email address is Jordan J-O-R-D-A-N dot, as in period, Maywood, M. A-Y-W-O-O-D at, as in the at symbol, gmail.com. Gmail.com, internet-related um, statement here. I had a Gmail account. It was my very first email account. And uh, I, I got it back when you still needed to be invited by someone with a Gmail account to get it. That's how long I've had a Gmail account. So uh, I'm kind of a little proud of that. It was when I was doing a work placement in a public library. Because, if you are unfamiliar with a little of my backstory, it is that I went to school in order to pursue a career in the library world. I'm not currently working in a library. So, take that with a grain of salt. What else you should take is that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address, maywood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine Live
long and prosper.